Welcome to When Life Stops, a podcast on finding new meaning after loss. With your host, Daytola and Stella, we are both moms who have loved and lost. Every week, you would hear more about our stories, relatable interviews, as well as practical tips that you can apply to help you find new meaning after loss. Let's dive in. Welcome to today's episode. I trust you guys are well. Thank you for all your feedback, likes, comments, you guys. We thank you so much. We truly appreciate all our listeners. Mm -hmm. And if you are listening, we just like to remind you that grief is a normal response to any kind of loss. Mm -hmm. And we hope that you're learning all about grief. And the, the whole aim of this podcast is to teach you healthy coping methods so you yeah. can find new meaning to life in spite of loss mm-hmm. so yeah last episode we talked about what grief was in detail yeah and today we'd like to talk about guilt and as usual i have my lovely detola with me my amazing co-host hey, hey. <laughs> hi pips <laughs> yeah so detola come on let's let's dive in Let's define guilt. Wow, guilt. Mm. That's the G word. I know. G I word. know. Now, guilt is defined as a remorseful emotional reaction in bereavement mm. with recognition of having failed to live up to one's own inner standards and expectations in relationship to the diseased and or the death. Wow. And that's, that's a very, you know, heavy mm. definition. Wow. Wow. Guilt is usually characterized by self-blame, regret, and shame. Hmm. It is the coulda, woulda, shoulda hmm. that follows after a loss. Wow. All those things that you felt, oh, I could have done this better. Yeah. I would have, I should have. Hmm. You know, um, self-blame. So we already said, you know, that um, guilt has to do with by, yeah, yeah, self-blame, self-blame and, regret. and regret. So what yeah. is self-blame? It is when you take responsibility or ownership about the cause of a person's death. Mm, that's heavy. Yeah. When you say things like, it was my fault. Mm. If I hadn't done this, the death wouldn't have happened. Mm. You basically blame yourself for not living up to or for failing the, the other person. person. Wow. Wow. Wow, that's heavy. It is. That's a huge um, responsibility for someone to take on. I tell you. To put yourself in, you know, direct responsibility for someone's death. Mm. Especially if it's not true. true. I mean, there are some cases where yeah. people kill. Of course. You know, that's a different ballgame entirely. Uh-huh. That's not what we're talking that's about That's not what we're today. talking about. We're mm. talking about a loss that you are owning up to. Yeah. Your mom died, your child died, you know. So... Regrets are negative, mm. painful thoughts and feelings. And they are always around things that you feel you didn't do or could yeah. have done differently. Mm-hmm. That's actions and inactions. And you feel like you would have achieved a better outcome. Yeah. Often there's that feeling of unfinished business with mm-hmm. the deceased or in the perception that you could have done things differently with respect to the relationship mm-hmm. with the deceased mm-hmm. or the death-related events. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 what comes in hindsight yeah. where you look and say, ah, I could have done this. Mm-hmm. I could have done that. Yeah. You know, but they say hindsight is powerful, but mm, it changes nothing. nothing. 
you know, and all we can do from hindsight is learn. Yeah. You know, so is this common, Detola? Regrets, it, it definitely guilt, is. blame. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And remember last episode, we, we mentioned that loss isn't just about death. Mm. So even in cases where maybe you've gone through a divorce or mm. you've lost a job, there are so many things you, you, you would probably tell yourself, oh, I could have done, done differently. This. Maybe if I hadn't lashed out to my boss this way, I wouldn't mm. have lost the job. I remember for me once um, when, I lost, when I lost my job, I was three months pregnant. And the notice came in like a few days after mm. I told my boss that I was pregnant. Oh, wow. So a part of me felt maybe if I'd kept my mouth shut mm. and I didn't say anything, Maybe I wouldn't have lost the job. Wow. So things like that, you know, regret, self-blame, it's quite common, especially mm. when you've gone through a loss. That's so true. That's so true. And sometimes when you look at regret, yeah. there could be some element of, of truth, truth in it. Yeah. But why it's not helpful mm. in grief journeys that some people have remained stuck yeah, because they're in that place of regret mm -hmm. They take so much responsibility yes. and they don't see a way out. Hmm. You know, we say, yes, it's okay to consider the things that could possibly have gone wrong, mm -hmm. especially in a relationship, mm -hmm. in a marriage, yeah. in, you know, your career, yeah. so that you can learn from them mm -hmm. so you can move forward. Yeah. That's the whole idea. That's the whole but point. when you're in that place of guilt and regret and you can't see past it, then it begins to get unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So have there been any reasons you have heard in your grief recovery work of people, yeah. the things that they have said, you know, have made them feel guilty or mm. blame themselves? Yeah. So I remember one, um, one of my clients, she, her regret was that she didn't visit her dad in the hospital when mm. he was dying. Wow. And her main reason for not going was around, she didn't like hospitals. Wow. She found them really you know, traumatizing. Wow. So even though she was walking behind the scenes and, you know, sorting out logistics, the fact that she didn't see her dad in, in the last days was a huge, wow. huge regret for her. Wow. And I've heard so many other stories like that where they, people felt they could have done different mm. or, and we will share some of our story as yeah. we go along in this podcast. Yeah. 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 I remember almost every um, lady or man that I have supported in the angel mommy support group has mentioned that in some way they've experienced a feeling of guilt after someone they've loved has died. Um, I remember one particular example of a father who um, took his child, insisted that he wanted his child to go to nursery just so his wife could have some free time. And unfortunately there was a choking accident and mm. the child died. Hmm. And he went through this whole self-blame wow. and he was stuck in guilt. If I didn't take that child to nursery, mm. if I didn't insist, if I didn't do this, if mm. I didn't, that child would not have died. Mm. And I mean, is that some of these reasons are logical? Some of them might have some truth in it. Do you agree? Yes, definitely. But in as much as a number of, the reasons we come up with have some truth in them. At this point, it doesn't change the fact that your loved one is mm. gone. It doesn't change the fact that that job is gone or that marriage is dead. Mm. And it just kind of shows that, you know, whatever permutation, mm. it's likely that that death or loss would have happened. Wow. It's almost likely. 
Wow. And of course, there are some incidences where things could have been avoided. Mm. But the truth of the matter is, it's, it's, happened. it's happened. It's happened. It has already happened. So how do we move forward from that? Mm. How do we find new meaning from life from, you know, after that? Yeah. So there are so many instances where people have picked about, picked apart every little thing that happened with the person yeah. that they lost. Mm. So they reflect on the things that were said few weeks days before the person died the things they should have done so how do you react to that in focusing on those things that happened are they really focusing on the full picture clearly not because again and i think things become more compounded mm. after loss yeah you tend to focus more on the last few days or what went wrong as opposed to focusing on the entire relationship. So you could say, for example, a wife could say, um, maybe she didn't kiss her husband goodbye and he died. And so, oh my God, I should have. I should have. It's because I didn't. Yeah, because I didn't. Or we left things hanging. Hanging. We had an argument and it was heated. Wow. Yeah. So focusing on the things that happened around the person's death is usually what a lot of people who go through uh, um, who are who go through this feeling of guilt yeah. do. They don't yeah. focus on the entirety of the whole relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, let's mm-hmm. say you had a very uh, um, bad marriage. Mm. You know, you're not focusing on the whole mm. picture. You're mm. just oh 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 he's yeah. died. Yeah. You know. Sometimes when you sit back and look at the entire Our picture, yep. you release yourself of the guilt. Exactly. You release yourself of, you know, the blame. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why do we then feel guilty? Because we are always looking for a reason or a need to blame someone mm-hmm. or something because we feel a lack of control. Nobody likes to feel out of control. Wow. Like I, I could have controlled the situation, mm. even though we know we, we couldn't we have. Yeah. But in some ways, you want to believe that you could have controlled it. So it's either you're blaming yourself or someone else, mm. you know. And also a lack of trust in God, who is all-knowing, all-seeing, and who is in control. Yeah. Because accepting this would be surrendering that mm. we are not the ones in control, that there's an, a higher being up there who's controlling, not, not controlling things, you know, not controlling things, but how, however, who is in control. Yeah. And that's a really hard thing to admit to, that I, I dropped the ball on this mm. one. How could I? How could I? You know, mm. how could I have dropped the ball on this? Mm. But it's, it's, it, is, it is the truth. We are limited in our control. Yeah. God is in control. And this is, is particular for Christians. Mm. Because if, if I say my life is in God's hand mm. and I've encountered a loss or mm. something that I feel, my goodness, how could this have happened? Mm. It is at that point that I should go to God in surrender, yeah. you know, and not take on blame or yeah. control for what it is that I had no business mm. controlling, you know. And I, I, it's, it's very common. You hear that in relationships, in a marriage as well where it's so easy to blame the other person because if I am not in control, Mm -hmm. you, you know, you were, (laughs) so if it's not my fault, it's your fault. Mm. It's just human nature to want to blame someone else. And still, I might share something here that might sound a bit controversial, but Mm. hear me out. You know, when people, we all say God is in control, but do you know, I've actually stopped saying that. So yes, he's in control. Mm. But however, 
<laughs> a number of us have how do i put it now we've we've kind of snatched that control in the sense of god just stay um you know um i am in control of this and if if we don't let god he leaves us yeah and the other reason why i say that god is not in control and i put that in you know in quotes is we have there's there's a place for human choice yeah our free will our free will yeah so because someone might be listening and saying you're saying god is in control so where was he when that guy picked up a gun and shot my daughter or my son mm. how could how come god wasn't in control in that situation but the actual fact is the guy who picked up the gun had free will mm. he was exercising his free will so what i say nowadays is god is in charge mm. he knew that thing was going to happen but he allowed it for whatever reason he allowed it but control kind of says that God could have taken the gun out of the guy's hand. Do, do you see what I mean? I get I So it's still, it, it's, yeah. still, it's, it's still something I'm, I'm walking through in my mind mm. when it comes to God is in control and God is not in control. I, for now, mm. I prefer to say God is in charge. He's in charge of my life. He's mm. in charge of your life. And he knew before Tamara, even before she came, mm. he knew that she was going to get that diagnosis. Yeah. Before Morakio came, he knew that he was going to live for seven months. He allowed it. Why? I do not know. So I don't know. Did this, this you have coming from? I, I, I totally, I totally see where you're coming from. Mm. And you know, that there's a scripture in Romans eight twenty eight that says that all things it's, work together exactly. for good, yeah. for good of them yeah, that, that love, love him. him. Yes. You know, there's a clause there. Yeah. So yeah. you can't just say, ah, it's happened. It's going to work together mm -hmm. for, for good yeah. for me. Do yeah. you love God? Yeah. Is your life submitted to him? Mm. It's only when that happens that the things that seem out of control, uh -huh begin to noun align yes. because he turns it all around. around. So I, I totally agree mm. with what you're saying. Mm. You know, God is not happy when things happen, exactly. you know, but he has a way of turning, turning it, it all around. around. Yeah. So, yeah. So yes. I thought it would be good to yeah, play yeah. that up. Because, Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Some people might be thinking, Oh, God is in control. Yeah. Then so God allowed, you know, why did God sit back and not do anything? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. He, he has given us free will. Yeah. And unfortunately, Life happens yeah. because of the choices people, people make. Yeah. But if you serve him, mm -hmm. he has a way yes. of turning it all around for his good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we cleared that up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, we're going to share mm -hmm. our experience of guilt, mm. you know, because talking about guilt has made me remember a few things. Mm. I remember um, when um, my daughter died. Yeah one of the things that I felt guilty about was going back to work. Mm. Mm. You know, I, I, I kept saying to myself, if I didn't go to work, mm. maybe I would have been there. Mm. You know, I don't know what happened that day. Mm. I was just told she just went, had a nap and she didn't wake up. If mm. I didn't go to work, mm. I would have been there. It mm. wouldn't have happened. Mm. So I had that regret yeah. of going back to work. Yeah. And it was something I struggled with. You know, and I also blamed my nanny mm. because she was there. Mm. And um, the week before, she had taken her for a walk and mm. it was quite cold. And I was like, I'm not sure you guys should go. And she was like, no, no, I'll dress her up nice. She'll be mm. fine. And so I was like, if she didn't mm. take that baby mm. out for a walk, maybe she couldn't. Maybe it was a chest infection. Maybe. Yeah. So I had all those thoughts in my head, oh, you know, of, you know, I had to blame someone. Yeah. And also blame myself yeah. for not speaking up for not yeah. stopping them from going out yeah. 
So these are things that we deal with. They are common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, in my experience, I also felt guilt. Um, I, I can't quite remember if I'd shared this on episode one, but when Moraki on Caleb wasn't feeling, you know, we could see him struggling with his breathing. We're taking him to the, I'm uh, taking him to the hospital, I think a week before. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said, oh, it's just, you know, um, something with the, with the way he was breathing. And if it happened again, I should just put on the steam, mm-hmm. um, shower so that the steam will so open up his see. airways. So when he started, you know, looking a bit frail, I thought, okay, should I, should I not take him back to the hospital? I, you know, I was making that, I was trying to make that judgment Decision, call. Yeah. And it was on a Sunday. So I thought, okay, it was a choice between taking him to the hospital and going to church. Mm-hmm. And I said, at least in God's presence, you know, God can heal. That was the rationale. That was what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. So we went to church and obviously later we got back and then he, he napped and, 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 and he died. We couldn't resuscitate him. So my guilt around that was that if I'd taken him to the hospital, if I'd mm. insisted that the doctor, you know, check him again mm. on that day, or as soon as I saw him acting up, I should have taken him to the hospital. But then I asked myself, so what if I'd taken him to the hospital mm. and he died? I'll probably be saying, oh, maybe yeah. I should have gone to church instead. And, yeah. uh, you know, the yeah. power of the Holy Ghost will heal him. I don't know. Yeah. The other guilt I experienced was, a few months before when we were in the hospital, they they were showing me how to do CPR. Mm. I listened, I looked, but in my head, I'm like, I'm not going to need this. So I wasn't fully paying attention. So at the point when it was time to give him CPR, I did give him CPR, but I thought... You didn't do it. You you I didn't, didn't do, do it properly. properly. Wow. So that was a huge, huge... And this is actually the first time I'm voicing, I'm nearly choking oh, wow. to tears now, but... Wow. I just felt you see silly. You should have been mm. listening when they were talking to you. You were busy pleading the blood. I mean not, not and again, not like there was anything with pleading the blood of Jesus. You were busy saying, God forbid, mm. my child, I wouldn't need this. Yeah. So that was a huge you know, self-blame that I mm. took on and wow. regret. So wow. yeah. So re- regrets and self-blame are real. And real. I every griever has has experienced mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Every griever has experienced mm-hmm. it. And I, I look at um, my life and I, I, I look at how I dealt with grief. Mm. I remember, you know, one of the things that I had to do was embrace it, yeah. you know, and say, okay, why am I feeling guilty? Mm. I'm feeling guilty because I felt that if I was at home, my daughter would not have died. Mm. Okay, so is it true? Mm-hmm. Is there any truth in it mm-hmm. or is it something I'm just using as a clutch? Yeah. And I discovered that whether I was there, you know, I came uh-huh. to that point of realization that whether I was there yeah, or no. not there, mm. she would still have died mm. in the grand scheme of things. Mm. She would have still died, mm. you know? So I had to sit down and address the whys. Why was I feeling guilty? Mm. Why did I feel that I had to take up responsibility here? Mm. You know, and I, I decided to see the whole picture and, yeah. and accept accept you know that that had happened and it had no business to do with me hmm. you know and i've come to realize that like that you know this is one you know we 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 say that we fight a battle uh-huh. the battle of our minds uh-huh. you know and this is one thing that the enemy always of does course. to keep us bound yeah. the thoughts that he brings the suggestions mm-hmm. and when you buy into them yeah. and that was that was deliverance for me when mm. when I realized that the enemy was trying to keep me bound in guilt, mm. 
And God didn't want me to be in guilt. Uh-huh. He didn't want me to stay guilty. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I, I began to read God's word about what God said about guilt. Mm. And I and I went to God and I said, oh, God, I feel this way. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know, our lives are in your hand yeah. because you know. So I want to free myself from this guilt. Yeah. I just don't want to, you know, hold on to it anymore because mm-hmm. it was not healthy. Mm-hmm. And I got to the point where I had to take an action, where I had to forgive myself. Yeah. Yeah. And release myself yeah. and allow myself to leave, hmm. you know. And I remember one of those days I would just look in, you know, we lived in Eastbourne by the mm. sea and the calmness of the sea. And I would just whisper and I would say, you know, baby time, mm. I'm really sorry mommy wasn't mm. there on your last, mm. you know, the la- on, 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 on the day you took your last mm. breath. I wish I was there, but mm. I know you're in good hands. Yeah. You know, forgive mommy. Wow. You know, I'm really, really sorry. Yeah. And that for me, yeah. just being able to voice that yes. and admitting that, oh, the matter was that I wish I was there, yeah. you yeah. know, whether yeah. I would have been able to save her yeah, or not, I wish I was there. <laughs> so topic. admitting what it is yeah. that that regret is about, you know, asking for forgiveness mm-hmm. and releasing yourself. Yeah. That was how I was free wow. from guilt. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And for me as well, I had to do something similar where I had to ask Moraki and Caleb to forgive me for, you know, because the word negligent was what was just, I kept thinking you were negligent, you were negligent, but that that was, that was how I felt. So I kept, you know, I said, okay, own it. If that's how you feel, Mm. I said, Lord, forgive me for being negligent. Moraki, forgive me for being negligent for, because it was a big word. And Mm. because I've gone through that and asked, for forgiveness. And I had to forgive myself too for thinking that I was negligent. Mm. You know, like, how could he have died on my watch? Wow. And so, if you are listening right now and guilt has plagued you, there are a few things I want you to ask yourself. Now, before I go into the questions I wanted to ask yourself. Actually, yeah. The first question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, okay. I got a bit, you know, of emotional there (laughs) (laughs) thank you a question is whoever you've lost was your intent to harm them Mm. it's likely that the answer is no No. right because the the dictionary definition one of the dictionary definitions of guilt implies intention to harm Mm. so since you didn't have that intention to harm your loved one then let's put the G word back in the yeah, dictionary. Yeah, yeah. So for me, even though the devil tried to plague me with the word negligent, mm. my intention was never, never to harm my baby. Yeah. So meaning, so that means I'm not guilty. Yep, yep. Because my intention for all my kids is to love them and nurture them. And yeah. I did the best I could so with the resources that's I had. That's so true. So that's yeah. the first question. The other question I want to ask you is, what would you say to a friend or family member who is expressing the same feelings as you? Hmm. What would you tell them? Would you tell them to forgive themselves? I'm, I'm, I have a feeling you probably would. Yeah. So that means I want to give you permission to forgive yourself. To forgive yourself. Yeah. Now, it is, it's interesting that um, my husband, my daughter, my first daughter, we all had our own guilt feeling that oh maybe i should have done this differently i should have done that differently 
and something set us free. My daughter, a few days, I think a month after Morakinho passed, she had a dream that God gave each one of us five minutes mm. to spend with him and to try and save him from dying. Wow. But in each scenario, he still died. Wow. So I was like, okay, Lord. I felt God saying we needed to release ourselves yeah. from that burden of thinking if yeah. we had done something differently he will he will still have died wow wow it's hard to accept and embrace that but i just felt god was trying to send us a message do not hold this against, against yourselves. yourselves interestingly we didn't blame each other but we were each blaming ourselves individually mm. so i think that kind of helped us on our journey wow that's so powerful mm -hmm. that's so powerful even as a couple who shared loss as well yeah you know, I think, you know, we, I asked my husband, mm. you know, at some point, you know, I know we're going to talk about the impact of loss mm. on marriage, yeah. but losing a child really affected our marriage. Mm. You know, we thought we were fine, mm. but we were not fine, mm -hmm. you know, and there was a drift that happened mm. as a result of yeah. our loss. Yeah. And I remember at the point of our recovery, mm. I don't know, out of the blue, the question I asked my husband was, do you blame me mm. for Tamara's debt? Mm. I'd never even thought about it. Mm. But then I asked him and my husband started weeping. Mm. Yeah, let's talk about that more. in, in Of the course, episode. so stay tuned. Stay tuned. But yeah. that's just to show you the effect of, of hmm. blame, hmm. guilt, of how it can be the thing that stops you from moving forward because hmm. you can't get past that. Yeah. You can't get past that feeling, I should have, yeah. I could have, what if? Mm -hmm. So we want you, if you're listening, to give yourself permission yeah. to live free from guilt. Yeah. God does not see you as guilty. Mm -hmm. If there's anything you need to ask for forgiveness for, mm -hmm. do so. If yeah. you need to release yourself, do so. Yeah. Because you don't, you're not that powerful. Exactly. You're not that powerful to be in Neither charge of someone's life, life. or death. So to take up that responsibility, oh my goodness, is the service to yourself. Yeah. You know, and I know we've shared we've shared a lot, but yeah. um, Lot, I want you to share in detail the technique that worked for you. So one technique that worked for me, apart from obviously, like I said, um, asking. For forgiveness was it's something we do in grief recovery and it's around writing a letter i won't go into the details of the letter per se because some sometimes you need the hand you know to hold the hand of a grief recovery specialist but the letter really helps you to look at the relationship in in, in its full entirety mm -hmm. talk about uncompleted business that you had with the person who's died or maybe the job you lost whatever that loss is and writing it down so that you are complete with those unexpected hopes, dreams, or any of those guilty feelings you have. Mm. Because the other person isn't here for you to have that discussion with. And even if they are, we typically advise you not to have you know, those type of forgiveness discussions with them. And I'll probably explain more around that at another time. But this completion has to do with you. Yeah. We don't use the word, um, what's it called now? Closure, closure in grief recovery because you can hardly ever get closure. 
But you can get complete. Mm. You can get complete with your loss. You can get complete with those guilty feelings mm. that you are experiencing by writing a letter. Mm. And like I said, the letter has different components different, to it. Yeah. But it's more or less expressing your feelings, you know, apologizing and forgiveness. So I'll, I'll keep it at that. Yes. Thanks for sharing that, Detola. That's so powerful. Thank that you. is so powerful. You know, I, I have really learned a lot mm. you know in the in the process of grieving yeah. and some of these things might be sounding new and strange mm -hmm. but this is why we're here yeah. to hold your hand through it and to share with you some of the things that helped us yeah. you know we want to encourage you to take the steps that are necessary to mm. free yourself from these things yeah. you know guilt is limiting mm -hmm. guilt is limiting and one thing that really helped me was turning to God and giving myself permission to live free. Hmm. And it's not that those thoughts don't come back, uh -huh. but when they come, you are able to silence them because you now know the truth. Hmm. So finally, we're going to leave you with this. It's the serenity prayer and it's so powerful. So please listen. It says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Hmm the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Hmm. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, hmm. trusting that he will make things right if I surrender to his will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever and Amen. ever in the next. Amen. Oh, wow. Amen. Wow, that's a powerful prayer. Yeah. I, I want to share a few scriptures with us as well. But before I do that, I just get the sense that there might be someone here who you might not necessarily have been blaming yourself, but others mm. have blamed you. Yeah. Please. Oh, that's so powerful. Yeah. That's so powerful. Do not accept any condemnation. Yeah. God does not condemn. It is only the enemy that condemns. Yes. So if you're around people that try to blame you and say, oh, you should have been there. Mm. Where were you? How Where could they have you? died on your watch? It's your fault. It's your fault. Don't accept it. Don't accept it. Step away from such negativity because it's not going to help you in any way. Step away from it if you can. But if it's, if it's around people who you can't necessarily step away from, tell them, no, I, you know. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. It's not it's true, not and true. I do not accept this. Yeah, and I would appreciate if you stop saying this. Okay, so yes, I, I just wanted to say that for someone. So moving on to the scriptures, um, as I share them, I really hope they minister to you, and that you are blessed by them. So the first one is Revelations twelve ten, and it says, "Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation." the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah have come for the one who accuses our brothers who accuses them day and night in the presence of our God has been thrown out. Amen. So however way the enemy is trying to accuse you it's not of God. through your thoughts, mm. through people, whatever it is, mm. it is not from God, it's not of God. and so reject it. Yeah. And how can you reject it? The second scripture that I'm going to share would, would explain that. And that is from Hebrews 10, 22. 
Let us go right into the presence of our God mm. with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. Yes. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. Yes. And our bodies have been washed with pure water. Hallelujah. So anytime you feel condemned, run to the presence of God. Because that is where we get the mercy of, of Christ. Yeah. And Christ has shed his blood just for you and I to set us free from every guilty conscience. Mm. So my prayer for anyone struggling with guilt right now, I pray over you that every area that guilt has plagued you, Amen. that that the blood of Jesus mm. will wash away that guilty Amen. feeling. We nail every accusation to the cross right now mm. and we wash it away with the blood of, the Jesus. Blood of Jesus. In replace of it, we speak blessing. Amen. We speak peace. Mm. We speak love and joy overflowing. Mm. That from this day henceforth, you are set free. Amen. You are set free from condem condemnation. Yes. You are set free from every accusation. accusation. Yes. Because Christ has redeemed you. And so I pray that you continue to experience the joy and peace of God Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow, that was such a freeing, liberating prayer. And I'm so thankful. Thank you for praying mm. for our listeners. Mm -hmm. um, I want to encourage you that you fight a, a battle in your mind. And Bible says we ought to take every thought captive. Mm. So... You have to go to God's presence constantly and renew your mind mm. with God's word. Um, I've really, really enjoyed this episode. And it's always such a joy to co-host with you, Detola. Oh, you know, you. And I pray to, that all our listeners have gained from mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. We really love to hear from you. Mm. And we remind you to please like, subscribe, mm. comment. Wherever you listen to your podcast from, leave us a review mm. and we want you to know that you are loved. Yeah. You are loved. God mm -hmm. loves you. God sees you. God cares about you. And if you're struggling, we know that God heals. Mm. And we ask that you go to him. Yeah. Remind him of his word. Mm -hmm. Express your total trust in him. Mm -hmm. And receive the love and the freedom that Christ gives. You know, we pray that you would receive healing and strength mm -hmm. and you will feel God close. Yeah. And for everyone that is in need of community, that you will find the right community that will speak the right words over you. Get in touch with us. We're yeah. here to help. And you can send us an email at hello at whenlifestops.org and we'll be really looking forward to reading from you. Mm -hmm. we, we, we do this in our individual lives. We support yeah. women men who are on this journey yeah. and we want you to know that you're not alone mm -hmm. okay we'll be looking forward to hearing from you awesome so yeah thank you so thank you again for tuning in today we do enjoy hearing from you yes, yes. like Stella said leave us a review mm -hmm. on any podcast that you're listening to us uh, that you're listening from yes and leave us a rating mm -hmm. yes five stars hopefully <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so till next time till next time god bless bye bye, bye, -bye. love you Thank you for joining us. We hope you found great value in this episode. 
Yeah, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, review and share. See you next week.